The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. nerds discover your geeky haven with toink.com we've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms we carry top brands from disney funko marvel and dc star wars harry potter and much much more we also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else with all these collectible goods you're definitely gonna need a bigger boat Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am group. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what you need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the Intrepid Duo. Well, two thirds of the Intrepid Trio. And as Meatloaf's once famously said, two out of three ain't bad. True. Two out of three Wait, on the fourth, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Well, the, the sad part in all this is we saw Kylan earlier today here at the base, at the secret lair, volcano lair. And all of a sudden, this ship appeared, and this trash panda showed up and whisked him off. So just he saying. better have one really good story when he comes back. Probably That's all not. I'm saying. Probably not. Okay, maybe you will. We'll see. But at least an entertaining one. Entertaining could be fun. Yeah. Entertaining could be good. Um, so before we go any further, happy May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you always. Now, since we said that, everyone's going to go Revenge of the 5th on May 5th. No, I want to change this now. Okay. May 5th is Cinco de Mayo, period. It does not need a Star Wars holiday thrown in on top of it. Or a How second. About- so, because, hear me out, because okay. everyone gets, thinks May 5th, Cinco de Mayo is amateur hour. Cool. Go out, prove that you can't cut it with your liquor. And then May 6th is Revenge of the 6th because you're feeling it the day after Cinco de Mayo. Can we at least say there's always a bigger fifth? Could be. See? That way you kind of like just kind of meet in the middle there. Yeah. But May 6th should be Revenge of the 6th. Okay. Because you're waking up the next morning going, oh my God, I shouldn't have last night. (laughs) Thank you. That's (laughs) That's not Revenge of the Sith. That's Revenge of Montezuma. 
It's just a re- which I think Montezuma was a Sith. Okay. Which makes it that perfect would, for Revenge of the Sixth. That would just be so poetic, shall we say? Because on the fifth, you're going to a special room and praying to Montezuma. Yes. That's all we're going to say. Oh, and I want you to see this. I want you to witness this. I see a Star Tours cup. You see a Star Tours coffee cup. Uh, I was that that's a gold one, right? Or is it black uh, with gold? It's, it, it's it's hard to tell with this light. It, it's very hard to tell in any light because it is like a very dark gold. Okay, with a light gold etching. On yes. It. Okay. And if uh, it, if any of you were on the Sorcerer Radio Discord server earlier today, we are of course recording on May the fourth. So, <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's do this as we're recording. Yes. Hold your cup up. Uh, wait. Weird. All right, where the hell did that go? Language. You get rid of that? Ah, there it is. Okay. Okay. All right, there we go. Screenshot. There we go. I got a picture okay. for Discord. Okay. So you can throw that up now. If you want to. Okay, so. So again, evidence. If you were on the Discord server earlier today, uh, somebody asked, you know, what is everybody doing for May the 4th? I said, well, we will be recording Mighty Marvel Geeks this evening. And I will try to remember to be drinking from my Star Tours coffee cup. I'm drinking so from now my, we have, my Sprite thermal detonator. And there's photo evidence that can be now thrown onto the Discord page. That is true. So um, check out the homepage, MightyMarvelGeeks.net. Support our affiliates like Biddy Boomers. Use code WeebyGeeks for 15% off your purchase. I just saw they have Squid Game. They just introduced Squid Game Biddy Boomers. Oh no! With the three, three shape hoodie guys. <laughs> well, Okie dokie. Um, also, too, since it's Star Wars Day, check out rebelsabers.com. Use code Wookie for ten percent off all your saber needs from Wookie or from Rebel Sabers from Wookie Sabers. Not <laughs> <laughs> uh, yet. Um, also, too, use code Smuggler three for twenty five percent off your purchase of some great Star Wars goodies at Red Flag Workshop. Some great stuff there. So check those out. Supporting them help support us. Ooh. So. Absolutely. Um, let them all know we sent you. Uh, I had fun today as we're recording May 4th. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to see Mighty Marvel Geek's Instagram page or the post I, I posted. I, I did not do, check that today. So. As I'm setting us up, we are going to be talking uh, Marvel and Star Wars. Hmm. I think you and I have done this before, Eric. Yes, we have. We did it live at on the podcast stage at Celebration 2017. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I have fun. Uh, Wookiee Radio, I did the gaggle of, of Wookiees from uh, Revenge of the Sith, from the Kashyyyk, when, before they go off into battle, the battle droids. Right. That famous shot. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've almost been using that almost yearly now for Wookiee Radio, for which is appropriate. Yes, uh, this year's Weeby Geeks. Um, I have pictures of the family in our Kessel Run hockey jerseys from Jersey Ninja. Um, Very good. So, which is awesome. And then for Mighty Marvel Geeks, I don't know if you just saw it. I have covers from old and new of Star Wars and Marvel. So, I, I wanted to throw that nod of Marvel and Star Wars together. Well, there you go. 
So Absolutely. Obviously, ah, there it is. I see it now. Obviously, issue one. I could I couldn't remember which one with Crimson Jack, so I went with uh, issue eight with Jackson, the one with the bounty hunters from Empire. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Dr. Afra, the, the first Star Wars from 2015 when the license came back, um, a bounty hunters issue cover and uh, a Darth Vader cover that, yeah. cover that cover all of them. Or did I miss one? Uh, I think you I think that's it. It's like six or eight there. Yeah. So, yeah, tried to give old and new love. I should have should have found the cover for Star Wars 107. Which was the the new one that is quote unquote the uh, final issue of the original series from 1977, <laughs> right? Yeah, because they did one more book to, that ties in with that, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure if that's considered a part of that. Many years later, it should be. As far as I'm concerned, it's a part of that because it, it it almost wraps up that whole series beautifully. Yeah, and, and I, I will say this, and I will probably say this multiple times tonight. That the original run, volume one, is so underrated because it's just one of those that people just tend to forget ever happened. Oh, yeah. But that was my childhood there, y'all. I mean, I used to read these things religiously. Oh, yeah. I mean, my teenage year or my my years with all the moves, Marvel, it was the Star Wars comics with... DC, it was Teen Titans, and for and when Marvel ended their initial run in '85, I believe. Am I correct on that? Uh, I'm double check. I am going to. Uh, I'm double checking Wikipedia. Okay. Uh, there were a hundred. Wait, is there a hundred issues? Uh, issue one hundred eight. Oh, issue one hundred eight is the one that came out and. <laughs> In uh, May of 2019, <laughs> it's issue 107, final, which was the final issue, which came out. The release date, I believe, was uh, June of 86. So there was a brief overlap of Teen Titans and Star Wars for about a year. Okay. So, I mean, okay. I, I will take it big time. But that, that was my childhood as well. So... And the stories that, you know, and that's how we, that's one of the ways we survived Star Wars between the three-year span between movies. Yeah. I mean, you talk about the the old expanded universe. Well, back in the day, that's what this was. This was the entirety of the expanded universe. I mean, there there were novels that came out, too. There were some. But this was this was the majority. Okay, the, the majority for 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 us as kids, this was our expanded universe. I mean, and and whole and whole heart is like, oh, did you read this novel? Well, if it's not in the comics, it doesn't mean anything to me. And, and you know, and the novels really didn't kick up until till later. And one of the things that just absolutely made my day was when we had Jason Aaron come on the show with us. Mm -hmm. And it was right after the new Star Wars title had come out. And we talked to him about, uh, we've talked to him about a lot of things, but we, we asked him about bringing old stuff into the new canon. And he said essentially that, yeah, we can bring in everything, anything we want, but it has to pass the story group. 
Right. Which meant that they could pull material from this, from volume one of the comics. Right. And they have. Oh, yeah. Well, and they've even, they've even pulled material from, from the books as well. Yeah. Like, like even like the series, you know, the, the shows are doing on Disney plus, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're pulling from everywhere. I am still waiting to see and hoping that they will one day reintroduce the Imperial Rapid Deployment Station. Yeah, and for you, that's a that's a personal thing it's because a, you did the it's Lego a personal thing. Yes, and for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, the old Star Wars uh, role playing game from West End Games, uh, the D6 version. It had a source book called Hideouts and Strongholds in the. IRDS was in that book, and basically what this was is like the the best analogy I can give you is like when you go to a construction site and you see these office trailers that are there. That's essentially the Empire's version of it. It can be either assembled on site or it can be assembled on board like a Star Destroyer, and it's dropped into place by the same ships, the same shuttles that deploy the AT-AT walkers. Right. So it it did not exist anywhere else other than the game. And I used to be part of a uh, website called the Star Wars Design Alliance, and which we were doing floor plans of ships that appeared in the role-playing games. And the IRDS was my baby. It was the one that I worked the floor plans through. And then, like you said, uh, Mac and I built a Lego version that we have taken around to display. So yes, I have a vested interest in seeing the Imperial Rapid Deployment Station come to fruition. At this point in time, does it matter where, if it's comics, live action, animated? Absolutely. Okay, so I'll take that as yes to everything. If Lucasfilm wants to use my build as a template for their own Lego set, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to talk about this. I can imagine. Um, so I am over on headquarters website. I mean, marvel.com's website. Okay. And it says, uh, they have a story, Star Wars comics to read on May the 4th. So we'll get this before we get into, uh, our stuff. So no particular order. Um, the list comes to us from, yeah, who was a guest on the show, I believe. Charles Soule. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, of course, he's the writer behind Darth Vader in the ongoing Star Wars series. Um, but he spoke to Ryan Panagos, Agent M, and Jasmine Strada about their f- about favorite Star Wars comics and the pivotal storylines he's helped build, including the upcoming Star Wars Hidden Empire. So, for Charles's top hit Star Wars picks, this is what he went with: Darth Vader 2017 run. No kidding. Yes, that was we, his. That's the one that we all nicknamed at Celebration Darth Vader Year One. Yes, yes, and he was talking about that. He said it picks up right at that moment. So on Marvel.com, what do they show? They are showing the first panel of Vader coming off the table, saying no, and and that whole sequence launching uh, Palpatine back against the wall. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot about that, but you know, Palpatine took a uh, that was a major hit blow. on that. Yeah, in the yes. comics, that was mighty blow. Yes, I I love this panel. 
Yes. You know what? I'm going to save it because I I would put that on a card stock and frame it. That, is, that to me, that's a frameable worthy panel. Yes, it is. Um, his next pick was Star Wars: The Rise of Kylo Ren in 2019. It's a it's an interesting series. Uh, I have not read this next one yet, but I need to. Star Wars Revelations, number one, it's from 2022, so last year. And then uh, he, he then has um, Star Wars Hidden Empire, which obviously I'm not surprised considering he's involved in that. No, yeah. So those are his picks. And that's that's all I, I saw really on uh, on Marvel's website about May the 4th. Yeah. Now, they also have a link to, let's see, let me scroll up here and see. It's like, uh, read more Star Wars picks on Marvel Unlimited. And yeah, but I think it just gives you the categories. Yeah, it's just start here, Star Wars. Yeah. So, yeah, it's there are so many great issues. Add that link to our show notes and I'll make sure it's in in the description for this issue. Well, all right. I shall do that, sir. So, um, just double checking this one, make sure it's it's the same story. So, uh, we are doing ourselves and wonder if Thursday is going to help us with this tonight. Gentlemen, it's time for the Fantastic Four Takeaways. Now that sounds like someone after my own central processor. Did we let somebody into the lair? Thursday, what's the deal? That, to me, that voice sounds familiar. How you doing? My designation is RxJ7. You can call me J7 or just J. Jay, how did you get over here tonight? This is the wrong night. You, you were last night with Wookie Radio, not tonight. So what Send I'm hearing... Your terminals now. So what I'm hearing is that the Smugglers 3 have their own version of Thursday. Yeah. With this J7 guy. <laughs> yeah, but there's one problem. Hey, don't look at me. You're the one that bought a droid off the clearance rack. Mike, Could did I... y'all buy a droid off the clearance rack? No comment. You ordered your droid off Wish, didn't you? No, Timu. Oh, sorry. So, um, number four. Thank you, Thursday, for getting us back on track. <laughs> um, number four, favorite Star Wars Marvel creative combo. This could be artist, writer, cover, interior artist, etc. So, we're going to start off with Kylan's pick first. Favorite team. Sorry about the background. I'm trying to filter out as much as I can on my mic, but I got family in town. Oh. Yeah. Um, fa- Kylan, his favorite team, Charles Soule and Phil Noto. That's a good combo. Yeah. That's a really good combo. So, Eric, are you a creative team? Okay. It, it's kind of a hard choice for me because, I mean, so many of the writers and the artists that are working on Star Wars now and recently are just so fantastically good. Um, No, really. (laughs) But really, because like I said earlier in the show, the the volume one, the old stuff, the old school, that was my childhood. Mm -hmm. And and for me, the, the favorite has to be the writer penciler combo of Archie Goodwin and Carmen Infantino. Okay, good choice, good choice. Uh, for me, I I went old school as well, and, and mine's a trio. Well, no, it's a duo. It's writers Roy Thomas and Howard Chaikin, and penciler Howard Chaikin. Howard Chaikin, I bumped into him at one convention, and I wish that I had 
talked with him more. Yeah. Though, though he seemed a little irritated with the hotel staff, so probably that's a good thing that I didn't. Probably. Yeah. So, uh... Number three. So, Kylan's number three. We went favorite moment, correct? No, we're doing a favorite character. character. But Kylan, no surprise. Poe Dameron. <laughs> no surprise. No, no, no surprise. If you have listened to this show, this podcast for long enough you should you should have seen that coming when that series was out that was the one star wars series i was not allowed to touch (laughs) for the picks he's not joking (laughs) y'all i mean you can see a trend in the picks of the week each week of who's potentially picked what if it's star wars 90 percent of the time it's me and except except for poe dameron poe dameron was a very no that's mine um (laughs) There, there was, there was one for, uh, for a while. Anything, um, Disney Kingdoms was, was you. Yeah, which is so. kind of odd, but you know. <laughs> so, um, up next, since Thursday already told us number three, uh, favorite Star Wars character, you know, Kylan's Poe Dameron. Go ahead, Eric. Mine. I'm going old school again. Valence the Hunter, which surprises me because I thought it was I I thought it was someone else. You thought it was going to be Jackson, didn't you? Mm-mm. Oh yeah. Well, all right. I'm thinking someone yes. who made their return in yes, yes, in Star Wars: The Halcyon Legacy. I fe- I feel like I'm cheating on Crimson Jack by saying Valence because going back to our Jason Aaron conversation, I asked him straight up, can you bring in Crimson Jack? Mm -hmm. I I think the three that were brought up were Jack, Jackson, and Valance. Well, we've got at least two of those, even though Jackson did show up on a cover. Uh, Jackson is official canon because he appeared in IDW. Okay. Which which was considered canon. Okay. And I want to say he's appeared again in um, in Dark Horse has a book that has him coming out. Okay. Okay. I'm not sure. But yes, I I am going here with Valance just because he's he's a cyborg that hates the fact that he's a cyborg. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, For me, favorite Star Wars Marvel character. I have a tie. Jackson. Okay. No brainer. (laughs) But also to Dr. Afra. It's one of those. Yeah. I mean, and, and I could even add two more by saying BT1 and Triple Zero, well, three more, and Chrysanthemum, that whole group, <laughs> that whole group, because it came out of Dr. Afra. Yeah. But Afra herself, uh, again, two characters that were created for the comics, and Afra has just taken off big time and i cannot wait for her to get onto the big screen be it big big screen or or tv screen so um that that's it for me so yeah i i was i was torn and i'm like you know what i'm giving both old and new same love yeah and and with me it is a it, it is a hard choice between valance and crimson jack because well, i mean you could almost give both the love yes i could um, well since Jack is back in canon, uh-huh. we could say that he is my new guy. I, I will say both of them, actually. The attitude's the same. I kind of like the new appearance look of Jack from the Halcyon. Okay, in all fairness, there's no way Jack's outfit could have gotten any worse. <laughs> it did in the past. 
it, it could not the, the that's that was the that was the hard part. I mean, he looked like he ought to be like on a low budget wrestling show. His outfit from the original is like, is this a Star Wars character or is this from Battlestar Galactica or, or Buck Rogers? It looked more Buck. It, it was more, more Buck, Buck Rogers. Rogers. Actually, it looked more Zardos. Yeah, it almost looked Barbarella. But True. I didn't. I, as I say that now, I didn't know Barbarella. No, I didn't know her, that either at the time. So. Um, number two. Number two is our favorite Star Wars Marvel moment. And with Kylan, seeing Darth Vader's fighter piloting skills. Probably Vader down. Possibly. That's what I'm thinking. But piloting skills covers could cover old and new because we see a lot yeah. of that in the old as well. So, um, I mean, it's quite possible. Absolutely. So, your favorite Star Wars moment. My favorite Star Wars Marvel moment is Valence's return. Valence, Valence. I, I use those two interchangeably. Uh, his return to the new canon in the Han Solo Imperial Cadet miniseries. Yes. Great, great way to retcon the character and see why there's a love-hate relationship with him and Han. Mm-hmm. He hates Han because he's cocky, but likes him because, well, he kind of saved his life. Yeah. So, I mean, very, that whole Imperial Cadet series was, was amazing. It was fun. Yeah, it was. So, um, for me, my favorite Star Wars moment, I mean, there really wasn't a lot of crossovers back in the day Mm-mm. because there was only a Star Wars title. Yeah. Um, and of course your, your big events was every three years with the movies and the, with the adaptations. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't until 2015 when Star Wars came back. I gotta say, the uh, the first, the original Marvel Star Wars crossover, Vader Down. Mm-hmm. Still, I mean, between Vader Down, Screaming Citadel, Crimson Rain, Hidden Empire is coming. Nothing. I don't. I, they came out hard and heavy with Vader Down. Mm-hmm. The others were great. There was something about Vader Down that just was. Phenomenal. Boss, boss level. Yeah, yeah. And Vader Down was is it's one of my fa- it's one of my favorite issues, the story arcs, the, the whole thing. The whole event is amazing. Yeah, the whole event is yeah. one of my favorites. I, I still go back and reread it all the time. I really do. So, uh, I guess we're at that point. Number one. So, Kylan's number one. It, this is our favorite Star Wars Marvel issue. Again, no surprise from Kylan. Poe Dameron, number one. No surprise. <laughs> it's no surprise because of him, but it's also a good series. And, and I thought Killen, I, I thought Killen, I thought Kylan was going to reach through the screen and kill me when I told him I saw Oscar Isaacs at the Star Cruiser <laughs> that one day when, you know, when I was there earlier in the week. And then we were recording like, yeah, I saw Oscar Isaacs at the Cruiser that couple days ago. I thought he was going to kill me. <laughs> I thought he was just going to die of jealousy. There's that too. Yeah. But you know, I, he just briefly walked past me just long enough to say morning. <laughs> that was it. Well, there you go. But yeah, it was, he, he, he ignored us because he came off the elevator and was in total awe of what he was seeing. So I don't blame him for ignoring us. And this okay, is a guy who was on set. I, I, that's what I'm about to go to. It's like, say what you want about the star cruiser in terms of price and what you get for it so on and so forth i mean the place is just so freaking impressive looking yeah and if you can like 
take somebody who was on the sets, on the movies, in the movies, and basically make them awestruck, you've done something. I would not be surprised if they wanted to with the fact that Star Cruiser is going down to limited cruises. Mm-hmm. If a show wanted to come and film interior shots of the Star Cruiser for a show, it's it's set ready. Are you thinking like Mandalorian or, or Ahsoka? Skeleton crew, potentially. Even the awesome. Acolyte. Because the ship's yeah. 275 years old. Yeah. So that would put it around the time of the Acolyte. That Halcyon was launched around the time of the, of the Acolyte. Mm-hmm. And we're talking time, 275 years back from the time period between pre, uh, Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. So that, that puts it in the Acolyte time period. Is that Acolyte supposed to take place 200 years before Phantom Menace? Well, all right then. So that would put it to, to at least 200, Acolyte 233. 32, 33 years from the Disney Parks timeline. You would know that timeline better than I. I'm not exactly sure where between Jedi and Skywalker it sits. That's a five-year gap, Mm -hmm. but it's supposed to sit in that time period between the two films. So we're talking uh, anywhere from 230 to 235 years. That leaves Star Cruiser had been around 35 to 40 years. Yeah, forty to forty-five years before the events of the Acolyte. Okay, so you could film some stuff on Star Cruiser, possibly. Because if I remember right, there are uh, first or second issue are stories of High Republic characters. Oyega from uh, High Republic's on the ship. So, and he was an apprentice at the time. So the ship goes back that far. So it could fit within Acolyte. They could, so they could, if they wanted to, they could film some stuff for the Acolyte. Okay. If they wanted to. If they wanted to. So, um, so your favorite Star Wars Marvel issue. My favorite Star Wars Marvel issue. Again, I have to go old school because again, that was my childhood, y'all. And this one uh, actually has Crimson Jack in it. It is Star Wars Volume 1, number 15. And it is the death of Crimson Jack and his sidekick, Jolie. Okay, that's interesting. I forgot he was only around two uh, two issues. He was around for more than two. Was he? Yeah. I want to say he came in about issues 12 to 13. Um. Well, current time. <laughs> he no, made no, his no, first appearance time, in yes. Halcyon Legacy number one and was in all five issues. Legends. Yes. Hold on. I am looking. This is, this is an important character. Uh, first appearance, Star Wars number seven. Indirect mention in number nine. Then 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. And then mention only in 37. Okay. So. And then appear, apparently was a mention only in the Scoundrels novel. So. Cool. You can dig that. So there you go. That's it for me. Uh, my favorite Star Wars Marvel issue. Again, I got two. I, I couldn't couldn't help it. Um, one's current and one's legend. So which would you like first? Uh, go old to new. Old to new. The old Star Wars Volume 1, 1977, number 8. And it's, the story was called 8 for Aduba 3. And the character who makes, I believe, his first appearance. Yes, is Jackson. I am a big Jackson. 
always have been. And that was so fun at Celebration 2017 on that Sunday when we saw Jackson cosplay. Yes. Or Easter, which was great. Mm-hmm. And the Stormtrooper. It was the Easter rabbit, the Easter bunny. And then the Stormtrooper bunny was cute, too. Yes. Um, now, Jackson, uh, I don't believe this was his only appearance. No, because he was also in number nine, if I remember correctly. Yes, I am, I am over on Marvel Wiki. Or no, I'm on Wikipedia. <laughs> wow. Uh, first appearance in number eight was in number nine, ten, eleven in flashbacks, sixteen, and then in, in 2019's issue 108, which is officially part of the 77 series. Okay. But he made a cameo in the return of Star Wars to Marvel in 2015, mm-hmm. courtesy of our friend, John Tyler Christopher. On I the, absolutely love that cover. On the party cover. It's known as the party cover for Star Wars number one. And it's such a great thing. Mm-hmm. It was such a great Easter egg. But it was done just for the variant. And they said he is not canon. He was at that time. This did not mean he was canon. This was just a nod of saying, hey, I was in the past. I'm, let me come to the future. And no, yeah. not yet. I want this cover as an art print as well. as well. And I own this cover. I own this. I own an issue with this cover. But no, I would love this print as well. It, it's just a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful nod. So it is. Um, in my other book, which is from the new Darth Vader number three, you know the significance behind it. Isn't that where Dar- where uh, Doctor Aphra shows up? First appearance of Doctor Aphra. Yeah, and that's where that whole thing blew up mm-hmm. by introducing her and just becoming because I believe she was brought in originally to resurrect triple zero. That that's where you first hear from her. Now this and where we had the audio book, uh, we got to, uh, we got to talk to the person behind that. Yep. And yeah, actually, if I remembered the story correctly, Afra had BT, but he was in a dormant state. Correct. And so she needed triple zero to basically talk to him. Correct. Correct. So she was breaking into this high security facility to get his personality chip. Mm-hmm. I, I need to go back and read these two these two issues. Yeah. Yeah. Now, MU pick, I, I, I mentioned we're going to make our, our issues the uh, MU picks for the week. Of the two, I went with old school and issue eight for my pick of the week for MU. So any honorable mentions? Well, I guess Crimson Jack would have to be my honorable mention then. Deal with that. Uh, if I had to go honorable mention, um, I would have to do the Princess Leia mini from when we came back yeah. in 2015. Um, that was a brilliant series. And I'm tr- oh, now I'm trying to remember who, who wrote it. All right, let's see here. Mark, written by Mark Wade. Yeah, which I think he he nailed it. He absolutely nailed it for what for what that was. That was brilliant. It, 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 oh, absolutely. Art was Terry Dotson. Yeah, such a great run. It was a five issue run. Such a great run. Such a 
uh, the plot summary to it. Uh, when Leia was captured by the Empire as a rebel spy, she never portrayed her convictions, uh, even in the face of the complete destruction of her homeworld. When her rescue came, she grabbed the blaster and joined the fight. Um, now, in the aftermath of the victory, the question remains, what is a princess without a world? And if I remember right, uh, she has someone, yes, uh, there's a character named Evian, who is also a, from Alderaan, mm-hmm. who um, becomes her personal pilot, Leia's personal pilot, as they go out searching for other survivors of Alderaan. Right. So, um, great series. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it was influential enough that it was part of the True Believers budget reprint program that Marvel had done. Um, you know, where the True Believers titles would be reprinted for a dollar. You could buy mm-hmm. it for a dollar. Um, and that came out because uh, the, the book came out March of 2015. And then September 23rd, it, it was released as a uh, True True Believers issue. And there were some great covers for, for this. Some really awesome covers. So, um, final thoughts. Mm. I think what I'm going to have to do is just go back into Marvel Unlimited and just read all the old ones. Yeah. Just start over. Oh, yeah. Well, there's 108 to go. It's kind of like binge watching, but yeah. not binge watching, but reading. Well, and, and that's the nice thing, too. Uh, with Marvel Unlimited, a lot of the books are there. The, even even from the Dark Horse era, a lot of those are there. Yeah. And and now with the Marvel app going away, and they're merging everything into Marvel Unlimited. So any books that you have bought and have, have bought any books you have bought off of the Marvel app, your purchases are now going to be recognized and unlocked in Marvel Unlimited. So you will have access to those books at any time from this point on within Marvel Unlimited. It's just if you want oh. to read the others, you're going to have to subscribe to Marvel Unlimited. Yeah, so for me, me, all all my Star Wars books are now there that I, I have gotten. And so I, I'm, I'm kind of happy they're condensing everything into one app now instead of the two. Yeah. But it's going to make it so much easier to, to organize it and read everything. And it just means newer issues are going to be available. If you want to read them, you got to pay for it. If you want to read them now, instead of waiting three months for them to pop up, three to six months yeah. like in the past. And I'm okay with that. So, um, so yeah, go to Marvel Unlimited and read. Read the old stuff. Find a new Star Wars title from, from the modern era and read it. There's some great stuff out there. We gave you plenty tonight throughout the, you know, between Vader down. On Solo Imperial Cadet, um, issue 15 from from volume one of 1977, issue eight, Poe Dameron one, Darth Vader number three. Some great stuff there. All great reads. Go check it out. Um, so you, you said no other final thoughts? No, I can't. Re- well, aside from thinking that I really should go back in Marvel Unlimited and just start over. Yeah. Because there's so many great stories, uh, some some I remember better than others. But it would just it would be good to go refresh myself. Well, well since we're recording on May fourth, and say you know May the fourth be with you. Just based on that, we now go. This should be Star Wars book reading month. I know they I know they have Star Wars reads later in the in the year, but I say this should actually be Star Wars comic reads month. Because, you know, free comic book day also happens around May 4th. And why should this be free or free Star Wars comics reads month? Because this is the May. 
<laughs> we could we could start something. All new. that set up for just that one payoff. And we can make something. That should be the hashtag. This is the May. Hashtag Star Wars Comics Reads. This is the May. That's it. On that note, you want to take us home, Eric? All right. Thirsty, if you would, please. Gentlemen, sounds like there's only one thing left to be said. Thirsty sounds a lot different. I, I think he wanted just one one last word. Okay. Well, he said there's only one thing left to be said. And that is said, it's time to go dark. <laughs> Thank you for pressing the self-destruct button. Have a nice day. (laughs) Just kidding.